Turned on. Spotify Green Room. First. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my goodness. I feel like I have been doing these rooms and I always mess up. I uh, welcome to the Money Moves Room. Um, my name is Lauren Simmons, and this room is live on Spotify Green Room every other Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today is February 2nd, and we are here, and it is Black History Month. Thank you all for joining the conversation. This conversation is going to be fun. Can I just say, I'm currently on the East Coast in Connecticut. I uh, have a speaking engagement tomorrow. And I live in LA and there are no direct flights from LAX to Connecticut, which it just has been a really long travel day. <laughs> like I, eh, I don't know. And I have to do it on the way back. Um, saying any discussion that we have in this room does not constitute professional or financial advice. It's merely my opinions on what I think work for you based on my experiences and research. I am so excited for you all to be part of the conversation. I wanted to do the conversation a little bit different. I know that the second half of this room, we will definitely touch on Black History Month and even some of the things that are going on in the news that um, you know have been pretty interesting. Uh, I guess is a, is a word to use. Um, but I, I want to start by um, just, I guess, running some some things that have been top of mind and any news that I feel is worth sharing. I think we can all agree that this year and over the past few years with this pandemic, it has been a heavy time for people globally. And if there's anything that you guys take from the conversation today in general... I would love for you all to um, check in with your friends, check in with your friends, check in with people that you think are strong and that are showing up. Uh, Chesley Chris uh, passed away um, over the weekend and that was a lot. Uh, she had such a bubbly personality and I don't know her personally, but I followed her on social media and I can understand how people fake smile. I fake smile. I, I go through rough days. But to hear the overwhelming resonance of many people saying that she just had so much light, was so bubbly, and they just did not understand where this came from, just really highlights how important it is to check in on your friends. Um, you have no idea what people are going through. And, um, and you know, I... I wish I could say at this point, turning to a therapist is the answer and turning to a therapist is always an answer. But even as a new patient or even from my personal experience through the pandemic, the wait list to even get an intro meeting with the therapist is not a 24 hour turnaround. Um, and having these outlets to be able to fill your emotions and validate any emotions and express your opinions is is more um, prevalent than ever. And so whether you need to go break some plates or aggressively journal as some a practice that I do or um, find time to find um, a solitude, whether that's like working out and and really just setting goals for myself that I can focus my attention on. Um, 
that is what I've, I've, that's what helps me, but that's not always the answers, right? Like you have to find a balance in everything um, and letting out any emotions that you have. And, um, but anyways, I'll just end with, if you or someone you know needs help, you can definitely call the National Alliance with Mental Health Illness Helpline at 1-800-950-6264. But I, um, yeah, I just, it, that was that was definitely a heavy week, heavy, heavy headline to, to start this week. Um, but I, I guess transitioning from uh, somber news to, I guess, even more somber news, um, the recent news of the market is crazy. I don't think it is any surprise. And I, I really want to take a moment to just talk a little bit about the stock market and opinions that I have around it. And um, I, for you guys to be fully equipped, I can honestly say just expect 2022 overall to be a roller coaster. I don't want you think thinking that we're going to be cruising through 2022. Um, and since the Fed's confirmed, well, we already knew that interest rates will rise. Most likely we'll see um, a hike raise in early March. Um, expect, and you'll probably even expect more um, interest rates rising throughout a few times throughout this year. For any of you who are wondering what does rising interest rates supposed to do exactly, it's supposed to help slow down business activity, which can help reduce inflation. Um, inflation has been a hot topic word. I even think of just going through the grocery store and jumping from like December 31st to even now, like what I'm paying in groceries. I feel like I'm paying 20 to 30% more than what I was paying uh, last year. Car prices have gone up. I mean, I don't have to tell you, I think we, we've all seen it and it's been impacted in different ways. Uh, so yeah, um, historically, for this year, we are off to a bad start when it comes bad start for the new year when when we when we're talking about the markets. Nasdaq has fallen into correction territory, which means the index has dropped more than ten percent. Um, so my advice to you, if you're invested, stay invested. Don't pull your money out. I mean, I, I think that that's the the best way. And I think things worth noting how this impacts you, if at all, if you are invested in the stock market. Honestly, if you're a younger investor, you can recover from a market drop. You won't be able to recover tomorrow. So don't have that kind of expectation set in your mind. But when we're thinking about investing, we're thinking about long-term, anything over 12 months, um, we will go through our highs. We will go through our lows. I mean, I'm not a fortune teller, but I, I do believe the younger you are, the, the more you'll be able to recover. I actually had someone reach out um, and she was an older lady and she was asking um, me to connect her with an advisor. And I think if you are someone who is a little bit older and um, at that retirement age, um, I would definitely seek professional assistance to to help with your portfolio. Um, and of course, if anyone is promising you that they can help get all your money back tomorrow, please have that person reach out to me because I am curious as well. Um, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, the rule of thumb, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. Um, and I guess tips when we're thinking about investing in the stock market, 
and just in general and how it's been performing. I want you all to take a look at your portfolio, see if you need to rebalance. And essentially what that means, selling some of your positions that aren't benefiting you. If you are heavy in one sector that is underperforming, switch some things around. Um, And then lastly, of course, analyze what your risk tolerance is. Um, And Rashad, yeah, you make a good point. Interest rates rising is definitely going to show the housing market down a bit. I actually saw an article on CNBC, I believe today, that there has been a boom of people uh, refinancing their homes in the past like 14 days while interest rates are low um, because people want to capitalize on that, rightfully so. Uh, but yeah, the housing market will definitely uh, slow down. Um, a fun fact, I've said this before, so maybe it's not a fun fact, but I want you to know that me personally, when it comes to investing, I don't invest in ETFs. I, I just don't believe ETFs perform the way that they should. And um, and they don't they don't make sense for my portfolio. I take my time to do my due diligence, my favorite word, and I simply just stock pick. Everyone's method of being in the market or buying um, new crypto is going to be completely different. So ultimately, do what feels right to you. Um, but you have to really look at, uh, you know, what is your risk tolerance and um, and go from there. But uh, fly by me slow. You asked a good question. What is an ETF? Um, essentially, it's a basket of securities that you can buy and sell through um, a brokerage firm on a stock exchange. So it's just it's just many different uh, exchange traded products uh, that are traded on the stock market. And you can have different sectors of ETFs, uh, oil ETF, um, so on and so forth. But for me, I that that's not my cup of tea doing ETFs. So I don't even I really don't even look at them. Um, but I'm just curious if you guys want to join in. What are you guys investing in? Uh, if you're investing at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think for me, I'm not going to give you all exactly what I invest in because I don't want you guys to come for me if, um, you know, something doesn't go the right way. Um, but uh, I do want to say, like, my hot pick for this week would definitely. Uh, and it's not something that I personally invest in. It's just something worth watching um, is Activation Blizzard, which is a video game stock that has done really well with the announcement that it is being taken over by Microsoft uh, and a $68.7 billion deal. Like sometimes when I read these numbers and I read these deals and like, what is money? $68.7 billion. That is insane. Um, and yeah, I love that. You currently have some investments in crypto, uh, via Robinhood, but haven't done anything beyond that in crypto and in stocks, uh, which I think is really nice. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to diversify your portfolio. I don't think that there's one way of just, okay, I'm going to invest in the stock market. I'm going to invest in crypto. I think if you have that high risk tolerance, um, you can definitely look at uh, exploring new avenues and kind of going um, going from there. Uh, Alex, you asked a good question. Aren't ETFs like the S&P 500? Um, Index tracking ETFs follow the performance of the S&P 500 index. Um, So yeah, but so it's not not like it 
it's rated by the S&P um, and it goes from there, if that makes any sense. I mean, I think essentially um, ETFs and S&P 500 have the same risk, but they uh, like the Dow ETF tracks only 30 companies, whereas the S&P 500 tracks 500 companies. Um, so yeah, there, there, it is definitely a difference. Um, so yeah. And then of course, the other thing, like Rashad, to your point, like, um, interest rates are rising. So the housing market is going to slow down. I believe that interest rates rising is good for the banks. I mean, if anything is good for the banks. Um, so if you are a person who is investing, uh, in the bank sector, uh, they will be performing better. Um, anyways, I'm just curious if you guys like this kind of insight and if I, you know, begin each show with kind of relaying any information when it comes to the stock market, because uh, maybe I might do this going forward. I often get asked a lot of investing in questions and I want to help you guys um, as much as possible. I just don't want the information to, to seem the, the same every single week. Um, but yeah, what, Let's see. What are your thoughts on Facebook after the market, after market drop? Um, I think Facebook, you know, the the tech sector overall, like has been underperforming. But I really do believe that, um, you know, the FANG stocks are going to bounce back, obviously. Uh, and I don't know. I, I think that they'll, I think that their valuations are on point. Their balance, their balance sheets are on point, I think. In the long run, they'll be just fine. I think um, some sectors that won't be are these work from home sectors. Obviously, like Peloton that's been in the news the last couple of weeks aren't going to perform that well going forward, especially with competition and then especially with uh, the world opening back up, cross fingers, and people start using um, more in-person gym memberships and kind of going from there. Um but yeah, no, if you guys definitely have any other questions, please drop them down. If you have any questions about some specific stocks, again, I don't know the answers to all of them, but maybe I might definitely put them in the chat box. Um, and I guess the other thing before we get off the tangent of stocks, um, healthcare stocks are always good as far as being part of your defensive stocks and they should be part of your portfolio and they should remain part of your portfolio. Um, and yeah, I enjoy this, but like to explore more on the topic of investing and stretching my money. What do you mean by that? Have you ever made a mistake? Fly by me slow. If you could just drop in the chat, what do you mean by the topic of investing, not in the stock market, just investing in general? Um, and then let's see the next question. Have you ever made a mistake when it comes to investing? Is that normal or happen often? You know, I think in general, the, this, my saying is, in order to be good with money, you have to be bad at money. So you have to kind of be bad at investing and learning um, different avenues and how to navigate that. Navigate has been the word of the week for me. <laughs> um, but I don't... And then also, I don't really think there's a bad or good way to um, invest unless you know, you're like a day trader and nothing's wrong with being a day trader. It's just not something that aligns with, you know, my long-term investing and, and what I'm looking to do for me. Um, but I, yeah, the long and short of it, yes, like I've, yeah. But I think one of the ways to get better at investing is 
doing due diligence, that's also been the word of the week for me as well. And really not having this FOMO of, of I need to buy the stock right now immediately because you know the market is going down and I need to stock pick and I need to just have it. I think invest when it feels right for you and kind of just take it from there. How are you allocating your portfolio in terms of large cap, mid, small growth ETFs and so on? So I love this question because it is technical in the sense of, I think if I often see it with individuals, honestly, who have um, a lot more money who will allocate my portfolio, not mine, their portfolio with large, mid, small or growths or ETFs and so on. Um, I think for me personally, with my portfolio, I, I just, I literally, when I say I stock pick, I research companies through and through. I didn't make my first investment until last year. And I had researched this company for two years um, before I decided I'm going to um, make this investment. So I don't really look at how large cap, small, what a certain sector is doing. I mean, that, that can help. I mean, oil if it's worth noting is doing, is performing really well and it's projected to go up um, you know, $100 a barrel this year and oil had been underperforming the last few years with people being more conscious with conscious with ESG investing or just um, environmental issues overall. So there's definitely been a switch there. But I mean, all that to say, you just have to honestly do what aligns with you and what aligns for your portfolio what is your risk tolerance? Where are you at in life? What do you, what is the objective that you're trying to do and kind of go from there? Um, like, wow, you guys are definitely popping away with the questions. What do you think uh, is the best way to combat inflation? Should you focus on increasing your income and decreasing expenses or just allocating your money into more investments? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I think the best way to combat um, inflation obviously is budgeting and saving, which is everyone's best friend and setting aside a savings, but it's not necessarily setting aside a savings where you're putting money into bonds um, because while they are highly predictable as far as like what the outcome will be, they don't necessarily keep up with inflation. Um, and I don't believe in, I'm not going to say I don't believe in high yield savings account, but I I think if you're trying to combat um, inflation, again, you kind of have to look at what your risk tolerance is. Do you want to make more riskier investments that, you know, high risk, high reward that will benefit you, that will combat inflation? That makes sense. Again, I shared with you all how I had money, $10,000 parked in my savings account. It grew $53, $53 um, in two years, which is literally no money. I made an investment of $300 and some change. And that has now grown to $6,200. The market has been a little bit crazy this week. So I think it has gone down, but I'm pretty sure it's going to go back up. I, it's not pretty sure. I know it will. Um, and for me, that's how you combat inflation, whether that's investing in the stock market or maybe doing doing something a little bit more new um, and investing in crypto or in investing in NFTs and um, allocating your money in a different way. I think that's the best way to look at it. Um, so yeah, I hope that answered your question, Rashad. Um, 
you have to make strategic moves that that best aligns with you. But we all know when when it comes to making strategic moves, most likely the the biggest outcomes is it's going to be that high risk, high reward kind of scenarios, and kind of going from there. But uh, I think that was that was a good a good intro to this conversation. Um, I think worth noting, Tom Brady just announced his retirement. Um, that's it. That's the whole story. That's all I got. Rihanna's having a baby, um, which I think definitely brings a smile to uh, a heavy few weeks that have been going on. Um, and then, yeah, so now we're going to jump into the main topic, which I think is really, uh, yeah, Rihanna, I love it. Um, how can we show up for Black communities year round? I mean, I think, uh, you know, Black History Month obviously is every February. This isn't anything new. And in light of some of the recent things that have gone on in the media, whether it was the craziness that Ted Cruz um, had to say about Joe Biden uh, wanting to nominate a Black woman to the Supreme Court or the Brian Flores uh, story, if anyone's following it, I, I definitely am. You know, it's nice to have a month where we can unapologetically have these conversations and have some of our emotions validated. But on the other hand, how can we as a community continue to show up and have these authentic conversations just year round where you can continue to be vulnerable and authentic and really in support of one another? Um, and for me, I think Black History Month, we can highlight voices that aren't typically highlighted. Uh, Black History Month, yes, of course, we can go back and look at history and, and what has folded. But I think that there are obviously today modern day historical figures that are 100% on the ground walking um, and sharing their stories and creating history in real time that I that are valuable and worth having conversations about. Uh, Black History Month to me is about being intentional and inclusive of others. And I can certainly go on a soapbox on how we should show up and support Black businesses and how we should show, show up and be allies of one another. But I think the common denominator of what is just showing up and, you know, like last year, marking out your social media page and putting a black square um, on your social media page versus what does it really mean to be intention-based and to have that um, motive to just do it just because are two different things. Um, I think in 2022 to continue to have these conversations is depleting. I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's Wednesday and when I said there's just like a lot of heaviness going on in the news, it just, you know, sometimes you don't want to have to continue fighting these fights or having these conversations. And I'm grateful for my platform. And even tomorrow I'm I'm doing a speaking engagement where I'm going to, you know, speak to executives on better hiring practices and, you know, how can we really show up and be di diverse and um, really make diversity and inclusion a thing. The fact that we are still having these conversations in 2022 
it's just mind bottling and it and it's and it goes beyond just black history month it it goes for representation and all the minorities in the room um but uh i do believe that um if you do want to show up um and show up year round one setting what that intention is and what are the motivations behind what is it that you want to do um is is a key starter i think really identifying the the why for you and and why is it so important i think is everything and then there are small ways uh there was an article seven ways to continue to celebrate black history all year long of course buying from black owned businesses which please put in the chat box um any black owned businesses that you guys are in support of i would love to know so definitely um would love to hear your input but for me my uh, beauty brand Pat McGrath I love her lipsticks I also love black girl magic's wine um if there are any black owned brands like please share with me um cuz I think that that would be great but um and then I also think the number one programming on TV right now is streaming or streaming platforms is true crime and it's nice to really get invested um in learning more about our stories about black history stories and seeking out stories of black historical figures and leaders and modern day historical figures um we love Fenty Beauty, hey Rihanna again. Um and really uh deep diving and and exposing, right? Because when we when we talk about diversity and inclusion and we talk about showing up and the intention behind that, the one way to motivate that intention or spark fire in you is that exposure and that continuous exposure which brings me to the point of you know staying open to new perspectives unlearning you know but also learning at the same time and continuing to do that on a daily basis uh obviously take advantage of you know digital learning resources was also part of that list read anti-racist literature uh which i i really think it's 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 definitely necessary i mean again another headline that's going on in the news right now is um the banning of all these books um wait one second sorry one of the comments i buy all my candles from juju's candles oh i would love i'm going to check her out as soon as we get off this because i meditate to candles and send my intentions to write in my journal so i'm definitely going to screen shotting your response so I can <laughs> go and look at that. But um where was I at? Yeah. There has been a wave of literature um and schools that are being banned and not just related to black history, but I think it is important to continue these conversations and to know um how we got to where we're at today and how can we change. I will say one of the things that is good or more positive for this new generation or even the people in the room is how much you all do show up and are allies of people that, you know, don't come from your background and or, you know, cultural differences and that's nice. I feel like, you know, the younger the generations get, the more inclusive they are. Um but also recognizing when you think about when you go home at night and you're thinking about some of your communities or you're thinking about the group of friends that you're with you know having a real honest check with yourself and saying um 
are you showing up and being inclusive? You know, for me, I don't want to go on a soapbox. I was talking to my mom about this previously before I came on tonight. Like, do I want to talk about this? But for me, I just moved into my building um, in LA. It's a brand new uh, building and I like it. And, you know, as checks off so many boxes, floor to ceiling windows, so much natural light and very cute building. Um, And, you know, everyone that moved into the building isn't from LA. Like they're all from different parts of the country. And a few girls in my building, I reached out multiple times to, hey, like new, need friends. You want to go out for drinks or coffee, smoothie? Let's go walk the beach. I live close to the beach, something, anything. Um, And, you know, was pretty much getting rejected. And so for me, I, at first I put it off of, okay, they're busy, you know, work, this hustle mentality, not having enough balance. I get it. Um, but then I was crushed that uh, a little bit before the new year, I found out that apparently these girls were all uh, hanging out with each other and on group chats with each other and all taking their dogs to the park. And for me, it, you know, wasn't the most comforting feeling, Um, and it certainly made me feel like an outsider. And the only difference, and and I hate to attribute certain things just because of what's different, but the only thing that I feel like is different from the girls in my building and me is um, literally probably one of two Black people that live in the building. And hopefully, I mean, I don't want to think that it's a racism thing. I think that they are probably, you know, decent individuals, but when we think about being inclusive and we think about the communities and the circles that we're, we're in, if you're, you know, really having a really good uh, look and, and just thinking about your circles, are your circles diverse? Do they all look the same? And, um, and if they do look the same, I mean, that definitely is opportunity if there is intention behind it to, you know, want to expand that, that circle. But um, yeah, I, I love LA for it's so many different ranks so many different reasons. Um, But I think, you know, finding my stride of like finding my gang of people has been really, uh, it just sucks. Like there's, there's no, there's no other way to, to put that. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but I think the patterns that we have in our personal private lives are often reflections of what happens is happens in hiring practices and in business um, organizations because yeah, we're in 2022 and we're still talking about how do we have higher, uh, how do we have better hiring practices and, you know, and really are inclusive and, you know, making sure that people get a seat at the table. And even the headlines of what's been going on with Brian Flores, who, you know, has a racial discrimination lawsuit out against the NFL. Um, and, you know, there are 27 head coaches in the NFL. Only one of them is black. And I think there might be one other Puerto Rican, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that's that's 27. That's less than 1% um, that are minorities. And we sh- we should just be doing better. Like there's no... Um, there's no words for it. And I, and I, you know, stand and I support him and what he's having to go through because it, it sucks because don't know what his outcome will be. Maybe he, 
he is having to risk his professional career to bring awareness to the lack of diversity. Um, and we still have, uh, thank you, Rashad, for clarifying that. And we just still have a long way to go. And I don't really feel like we should still be having these conversations, but um, that's just where we're at. Yeah, I would love to hear, you know, how you all show up in your community. Are your friends diverse? Do you um, go out and support Black businesses? I've, I've seen some comments um, below of some of y'all's favorites. Um, inclus- in- inclusivity and money finance sector, Alex, I would say just when we're thinking about corporations overall, um just lacks. Finance is one of those sectors that's even worse than the others. But when we're talking about worse from from bad to worse, like I, I, I just think overall the representation could be get better. And I don't know if that comes from subconscious bias and, you know, just gravitating to what you've, again, that word exposure, what you've been exposed exposed to previously. But I think the way to change that is Again, intention-based, wanting to have that intention and motivation to uh, want to be diverse. Um, Fly by me slow. I've been in that basket, being the only one in the room standing up for equality. It's a lonely place. Um, And then another company, Nola Skin Essentials, has amazing skincare products. I'm definitely like writing down all these nuggets because I love it. Uh, Yeah, I I definitely... um, you know, Black History Month. We have a we have a long way to go. It's not just it's not just this month. It's definitely not just this year. These are conversations that are definitely ongoing, and you know, we want to continue to be smart and strategic behind it. Um, but even when we're thinking about, there was another article that came out about um, families, Black African American families, and how the pay, how the wealth gap is after this pandemic is going to be widened even more um, because African-Americans uh, don't invest as much as, uh, you know, their white counterpart families. Um, and, you know, often Black Americans don't often invest in the stock market. Again, they they usually invest in bonds, which is fine, but bonds don't have that great of a as high of a return as investing in these other opportunities. And they're often starting with uh, not as much capital to be able to invest, which, um, you know, I believe coming out of this pandemic, uh, every everyone's kind of been saying it, but like the rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer. And, and that is the hard reality of just where we're at. Um, Wait, let me, sorry, reading some of these comments, Rashad. My friends are diverse. My friends are diverse. The D.C. metropolitan area is predominantly Black, but my friends from different backgrounds all have commonality with each other. They've definitely played a part in helping with the community out here along with myself. I love that. And I come from Atlanta, or come from Marietta, Georgia, which is right outside of Atlanta. Atlanta is pretty diverse, I think, over the years is... Well, I guess is it predominantly black? I don't know. I would have to fact check and look at the statistics. Um, but I do believe um it is predominantly black, uh, which is fine. But um I think for me it's not necessarily about pockets of being predominantly insert, 
you know, whatever into that. I think it's just really being in a melting pot, which is one of the reasons why I love living in big cities and being in, um, you know, places like New York and even LA. LA is a little bit different, but New York, everyone kind of lives on top of everyone. Everyone takes the, the subway. Everyone can make no money to a lot of money. And you're kind of just all combined in the same place. And I think, you know, New York City is is one of those cities in in which the magic is there and it's there for, for that reason. So I really definitely um, appreciate bigger cities and, and what they have going for them. Um, but yeah, I definitely uh, think that showing up year round is definitely important, being inclusive, having these open dialogues. And I appreciate everyone's input on, you know, how can brands that I was unaware of, like I've, I've taken screenshots of, okay, I'm definitely going to look this up once I, um, get off today. Uh, and yeah. And, and I think for me, I'm trying to think, do I have any personal stories with someone showing up for, for me? I mean, I know I referenced my first job at the New York Stock Exchange, but I can't thank, you know, Richard Rosenblatt or even some of the men on the floor enough of them just wanting to give me an opportunity um, and not really doing it based off my skin color. I mean, I think it was more fascinating that I was this girl from the South going, moving to, to New York and landed at the New York Stock Exchange of all places. But but I will say, um, and not even because my story went viral, but because I did come to the floor, again, that word exposure, they realized then one, oh, wow, we actually don't have women working down here. Two, we don't have even any, if there are women working down here, we don't even have any minority women. And that was the the moment where, you know, Rosenblatt Securities, you know, really uh, took a call to action to say, we have to do better with our hiring practices. And I think sometimes it's having that life experience of like, wow, that's an eye opener that again, that exposure. And what can I do uh, moving forward to as well uh, show up and be better with my hiring practices? And I know for Richard Rosenblatt, after I came, you know, anytime anybody would apply for a job at Rosenblatt Securities, if uh, all the applicants that were applying for one, for whatever job, one job, um, if all of them were white men, he would throw out all the applications um, and, you know, say to his uh, recruiting department, let's do better. Let's do better so we can hire, not even hire, but at least interview um, different backgrounds and, and how can we do better of getting into places and communities that we're obviously not reaching. And I appreciated the initiative and my little exposure coming to New York City granted them, you know, the awareness to say, you know, we do want to show up. We do want to be more aware. And how can we do that? And how can we be inclusive? Um, do you all have any stories that, um, you know, someone showing up for you? Uh, I would love to hear. But um, and then also, and then thinking about it, what are some role models that I've looked up to when it comes to showing up? I really believe that uh, role models, I mean, not direct, but I, I really am fascinated with Yara Shahidi and what she does and how she uses her voice and, you know, such a fearless uh, young woman and, and what she has to say. Um, and even, 
people who aren't as highly recognized, like I'm frequently on LinkedIn and I look at different people's posts and different um, advocacy groups and how they show up and how they're supportive. It's it's definitely nice uh, to see that. And so, I don't know, I feel like I have so many role models because I'm constantly learning, constantly observing and um, observing and absorbing, you know, what stories and headlines I'm reading. And again, even the, the Brian Flores don't know him personally, but hearing his story and, and what he's having to sacrifice, um, he's a role model in my book. Uh, but yeah, but anyways, I definitely enjoy the conversation. It definitely started off a little heavy, ended a little heavy, uh, but hopefully in the middle where we're talking about some of those investing tips, uh, you know, you guys appreciate. And if you do like them, I would be happy to come on, uh, on the next show and talk more about investing in the stock market because it'll be two or more weeks and I'm sure there will be a lot of news that is worth sharing. Uh, but definitely uh, reach out, uh, reach out on the Green Room um, Instagram page or my personal Instagram page, LA Simmons. And, you know, give me some feedback, give me some notes. What do you all want to hear in some of these rooms? Um, and what are you looking to learn? Because I'm, I'm really curious. Um, oh yeah, Issa Rae is, is great in so many different ways. Um, but yeah, but before I leave the room, I wanted to remind you that you can join Money Moves right here on the Spotify Green Room every other Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. If you missed a past live room, catching up is easy. Just open up the Spotify app, search Money Moves, and start listening. I'll see you all in two weeks. Again, would love to hear your feedback. So please reach out to me and yeah. Any and all feedback is great. Thank you all. You have a good night.